Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Hey. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm hanging in there. I think okay is the best word here. Um, I appreciate you coming on with me. This was very short notice. Like, I was reaching out to you a half hour before the show just because I was scrolling through your Twitter and I saw you had just, you'd been following this since the beginning. You've been very involved with this. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of a, a history about yourself and related to Puerto Rico? Sure. So I am 100% Puerto Rican. Both my parents are Puerto Rican. My dad was born and raised there. My mother, um, she was born and raised in New York City, but then moved there at a very young age uh, and was raised there uh, by her Puerto Rican grandparents. And so I have gone to the island ever since I was one years old. I would go every summer (laughs) to visit my family to be involved in my culture and the language so i am very close to to that side of me and i was actually just there not too long ago um just before this all happened so we dodged it by about a week wow um and it's just been really hard to see because i had an amazing vacation and it had been a very very long time since i was there and to see the images that we've been seeing it's pretty devastating Sure. So they had, for all intents and purposes, had they bounced back from Maria? Uh, is that is that a fair thing to say, or are they still feeling the effects from that hurricane? Because I know that was a years-long process uh, to try and rebuild. They definitely were not in a situation where they had moved past Maria. Yeah. I was there, uh, and you could still see that Maria, but then what happened afterwards were the earthquakes, the nonstop earthquakes. So... If it wasn't Maria, it was the earthquakes, and so it was really hard for them to catch up. And then the pandemic hit, and on the island, things really did shut down. They were very strict because there was nowhere else for people to go. So they, you know, people are there, they're stuck, they they can't leave, and and um, they had to be super careful during the pandemic. So they lost two years in the last five years to kind of get back on their feet after Hurricane Maria. So. Um, I will say that I I just checked as of this morning, they had about 11% of power back to the island, which things are moving slightly quicker than they were after Hurricane Maria. Um, But, and you know a little bit about the private company Luma, they are trying to do the best that they can, but they are definitely um, literally underwater right now. Wow. Um. So I guess what are you hearing from family members right now? I mean, obviously there's a need for just about any type of support that they can get right now. But what are you hearing as far as from on the ground? Um, are, are they seeing any type of assistance? Do they feel like they're on their own? What what What's just the general mood there right now? Obviously it's not great, but I mean, do they feel like we're in their corner? Do they feel like they've been abandoned? Are you getting any sense of how people feel down there? Just watching, and, and I, my family were in a different position where, at least the, my mom's side of the family, they were in a higher ground up in the mountains, 
they had a better position physically from any sort of high water. But what's happened is there, even if there were people that would try to help, the roads are destroyed. There's so much destruction when it comes to infrastructure. So, um, and my whole family actually has COVID right now. So oh, God. that's really hard, um, you know, if they need assistance. But from what I can tell, and there is still a lot of anger and frustration on the island. Um, but I have noticed that there is a lot more as far as support from the federal government. Uh, the White House did this time mobilize a lot of assistance, and they were triggering things beforehand. Um, they've been trying to help out a little bit more this time around. So in, on that front, it does seem like there is a better handle, but I'm using that word very loosely. Um, right, just relative to the last time. Yeah. Co- correct. It, it, it's a big difference in comparison, but you're, you're talking about starting at in the negative. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. just trying to get back up to, to any sort of support. The biggest thing about Puerto Ricans and what you'll see in stories and videos is that they're really good at helping each other because they haven't really known anything else. So right. that's been happening, and I actually posted a lot of different organizations that are there and that actually started after Hurricane Maria, so they're in a better place in that sense, where there's so many nonprofits that are just ready to help this time that didn't exist before on the island. Right, right. So let me ask you, we'll, we'll, we'll hit this now. I was going to leave it till the end. I was, I was telling people about some of those digital ways through PayPal, and there was one other— um, service as well is there an opportunity a lot of our listeners don't necessarily have internet or paypal or smartphone connections um is, is there a way just to old-fashioned get money down there or is it mostly digital at this point just because the infrastructure is underwater right now or do you or do you have this kind of information are you familiar with any of this i don't i do okay. know that it's not easy even for us if i wanted to send something to my family we definitely cannot right now even if i wanted to send over some cash or check or anything like that i haven't heard anything quite yet and i'll post anything that i hear as far as physical resources that we can send out that way Um, but digitally definitely is the best and quickest way i think what's really important though the list that i have those are groups that are and i tweeted this on the ground they are there right now there's no promise to be there. There's no, you know, we'll make our way there. They're literally there right now, whether it's the people that are ready for what's called techos, gente. they're ready to build roofs. Um, there's, there's a lot of organizations that are ready to feed people, take care of animals. They're there right now as we speak. And um, so those are the, the ones that people should donate to if they want something quicker and they know that it's actually helping people directly. That's that okay. That's fantastic information because I know how a ton of that money can end up going to, and it's not even necessarily nefarious uh, charities. It just doesn't move as quickly as some of these do. So for them to already be there, that's fantastic information. Um, so I, I don't. I'm not expecting you to speak for the uh, the entire population of Puerto Rico here, honestly. But just by your estimation. Is there an element of frustration there with America? I guess the way I'm trying to, to, to ask this is, do they feel like they are part of this country right now, or do they feel like they're kind of forgotten? Because you mentioned how the people of Puerto Rico help each other. Is that because they feel like there is no assistance coming from anywhere else? 
Yeah, in some ways. I know with my own family, they, in a lot of ways, have felt like second-class citizens, you know, yeah. the mainland. They always say the mainland, um, and I know there's distance there. What I always try to do as just me or as a journalist is I try to educate people. That's my biggest thing, number one. Sure. And I want to let people know that and remember that they're also U.S. citizens. It's somewhat forgotten. I've still seen it in outlets and networks reporting on the storm, calling it the country of Puerto Rico. And it's <laughs> not. It's our country. It's the U.S. Um, and I've even received, you know, people sending condolences and thoughts to my country. But I, I like to say, well, it's your country, too. Right. <laughs> if you want to help, you know. Um, I, I think that a lot of people do feel sort of forgotten, maybe because of the, the distance and there's a lot of political stuff that's gone on. Um, and I'll let people read up on the history of things like that, um, because, of course, I just I want to stay neutral. But my biggest of course. thing is to educate people and let people know that um, there are a lot of our fellow U.S. citizens on that island that need help and that do feel like they're somewhat forgotten. I've said three or four times this show today, the, uh, the population of Puerto Rico is around 3.2 million. That's a bigger population than 18 of the states, you know, the you know the the ma- the mainland as you called it, it's a bigger population than almost forty percent of the states. So, if we're serious about this, then we've got to take then we got to take it seriously, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, Aisha, is there anything else here that you think is important to get out there that I haven't asked you about? Is there something you you want the people to be aware of? Is there anything else that you want to say? I think it's just becoming more aware and putting that island on your radar. It's gone through a lot in the last decade um, and beyond, but really the last five, six years has been awful for them. And more often than not, you're going to, there's Puerto Ricans in our neighborhood everywhere and our neighborhoods everywhere. So these are people that we are living next to our neighbors, our friends who have family there so at least just thinking about them and looking for ways to donate directly to them, um, because yeah, they are they are fellow U.S. citizens and they need they need our help. Yeah, I I couldn't have said it better myself. And we'll be talking about I will be con- continuing this conversation with myself uh, on the other side of the break here, just talking about ways that we might be able to affect them from a uh, government standpoint. Um, Aisha, thank you so much for the time, and please keep in touch. And if uh, at any point during this process you feel like there's information you want to get out there, you have my email, okay? Sounds good. Thank you so much for letting me chat about it with you. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for coming on, and um, you have a good one, all right? Thanks again. All right, good stuff. Whenever we come back, we're actually going to be talking about that Luma company that she referenced and just the history of how politicians have been interacting with Puerto Rico. This isn't a bipartisan issue. This is an all-of-us issue that needs to get better than what it is. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to Outside the Box with Ben Comino's here on WHBY.